And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the world, uh, we are Red Eye Radio. Good morning. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Before we get into our analysis that we were doing as the show was going on today of the latest Trump uh, indictments, this was an uh, article from about 36 hours ago in Huffington Post. Ready for this? Here we go. All right. Why would Trump leave office after a second term if prison awaits? Experts fear he won't. They're just making it up as they go along. Yeah. Why not? If you can make up indictment charges, why then just out of not breaking the law? Well, there's there's no telling what he'll do. If he wins, the left is going to lose their ever-loving mind. Because where do you go from here? (laughs) Hey, I'm old enough to remember scorched earth. (laughs) Remember that? We're so far past that. This is, I don't even know why we're trying to go to another planet um, we're we're already on another planet. That's what this is. It, it, this is just insane land, and we'll just make up and and it'll be fear mongering over and over and over and over and over and over and over. <laughs> if he wins, and here's the thing too, if he wins, that's his last election. He'll never be campaigning for... Now, he'll still have rallies, no doubt. He may have rallies if he loses. (laughs) But the thing is, is that that it's... Where do they go? I mean, clearly they would want to move to impeach again. He's wearing... Again, he's going to wear that uh, like a letterman's jacket. It's not a scarlet letter like they think, and 
over and over again, they just demonstrate how insane they are. When uh, uh, we woke up uh, last night, you know, uh, didn't get a chance because uh, woke you know woke up at our normal time because we worked this shift. Mm. But it was really for me until I got in here where I started reading through the latest indictment. And you're trying to do it quick and you're trying to get through and, and get it uh, into your brain as accurately as possible. Mm-hmm. And then when it just, it settled in, you know, finally, I think maybe about, because we even during, it was 93 pages, so wasn't able to read it even before the show began the entire thing, probably got to about 70%. Then during commercial breaks over the next hour or so, read the rest of it. And you look at it and it's really, really, really unbelievable. And it's interesting that some of the most powerful things said on on this entire situation come from one of the most liberal people in the United States who would be Alan Dershowitz, Mm -hmm. who has stated over and over again, if you're going to go after a a president, it better be a slam dunk. And I think he means like crime, bribes, whatever. Yeah. But you go through all of the counts of the indictment and to if you're just waking up right now, we'll we'll give you an a rough overview of what the indictment is about. The indictment in essence charges a conspiracy and RICO Act violations, which include all the speech of Trump, tweets, whatever, as a way to complete the enterprise or the conspiracy mm-hmm. to commit the crime, which is attempting to, what, overthrow the election yeah. by committing fraud with having uh, fake electors. Yeah. And we have gone through every point that is well known. If you're not living in the bubble of today, as so many people do, the Democrats absolutely do live in the in the bubble of today. We know that you can see that with the Hunter Biden case and how it evolves. And there's no recognition from them that what you were saying two weeks ago is not what you're saying now. But in when you look at it, that number one, there wasn't an overthrow. There wasn't an attempted overthrow. The January 6th committee that would not allow any cross-examination of the evidence whatsoever couldn't come up with any type of, uh, you know, conspiracy to overthrow the election. Uh, Even Smith, Jack Smith, couldn't get that done, the whole insurrection part of it. Yet they stick to that narrative on a consistent basis but there are no dots to connect there and never have been dots to connect there. So the dots now are, in my humble opinion, revising history. Yeah. And saying that the fraud is a fake electors, where right. if you paid attention to it, you knew that the electors were there in case 
the court made a ruling Mm -hmm. that was in Trump's favor. And then Trump would have electors, electors that were certified by that December 14th. And in Georgia specifically, the head of the Republican Party stated that over and over and over. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed, bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting, you know. There's so many great ways to find great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CPREDEYE, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. These are not electors to replace at this time the Biden electors. This is only if the judge finds that the election was fraudulent, then Trump would have his electors ready to go at that point. Mm. But the judge would make that decision. It wasn't Trump. And from that perspective, when you look at the things that they attempt to make. And remember, each count of the conspiracy, including one of the counts against Trump, is that Trump said, hey, there's hearings. Watch it on TV. Yeah. That's, that that's a tweet. Th- that, is, that is a tweet. That's one of the counts of, a cons- of, of the conspiracy. It's one of the counts that you would find Trump guilty on that would add years to his sentence. Mm-hmm. And it's actually, he put on a tweet, hey, why, why don't you watch this? Uh, will be interesting to see how many, we were one of the first to review it that we could see. And after we had reviewed the majority of it, we did see that Margot Cleveland, I don't know where she is right now, if she's with the Federalist or where she is now, but we followed her for, we followed her for a long time on issues. She was just, I mean, her... She it was actually pretty funny the stuff mm-hmm. she was writing like mm-hmm. what the hell is this what, yeah. what do you what do you mean this makes no this makes no sense it is really convoluted it's like I'm just we're just gonna throw we're gonna throw everything you know into the basket and see what comes out here but when you go through it so much of it just like Smith is about criminalizing free political free speech. And counting political free speech as part of a conspiracy, 
to commit the ultimate crime, which the ultimate crime, you need a crime in order to have a conspiracy at the mm-hmm, end of it. Mm-hmm. There is, from what we can see, no crime. Right. Or the crime that she states, she bases on evidence that doesn't exist. Right. The evidence that exists is that, no, these were to be replacement uh, electors if the courts ruled their way. Mm -hmm. And so, and then the thing is, I think it's going to be interesting to see the internet, because I don't know how to analyze all the things of the RICO statutes that is being filed under Georgia law that involves everything that was done or said about the other states. Uh, I, I don't know. I honestly don't know with my limited legal experience how that will come up in the in the wash. I'm trying to just be very much anticipating what other legal experts will say on that today. Yeah. Because there's been very little analysis on it overnight. You and I said, well, everybody closes up quickly, don't they? We close up yeah, quickly after right. COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody goes home. Um, except the except in Chicago, where they want to allow you know people to kill each other. Well, that's why you go home. Nine yeah. p.m. and nine a.m. Yeah, be inside. By the way, nine mm-hmm. p.m. to nine a. You know, so so during morning traffic. That's what I mean. It's acceptable. Seven o'clock morning traffic. You have more people out on the roads at that time. Seven to nine. Yeah. By the way, that's a group. Just in case you're tuning in, a group in Chicago is advocating that people only shoot guns at each other between 9 p.m. and 9 a.m. Yeah, that the gangs don't shoot anybody between 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. After 9 p.m., go for it. Listen, what are we going to do about it? (laughs) Just insane. It really is. Yeah, so it's, uh, uh, you know, you look at it and, and... from what I can see, this is, again, another DA uh, being involved in election interference. Yeah. Because these things are not the only thing in there, and we had stated this first, and Margot Cleveland said this, but we don't know what it is, where she stated that uh, one of the counts is perjury, but it's not stated specifically why it's perjury. Right. We don't know who committed the perjury. Yeah, we understand what perjury is, but um, where's the evidence of that perjury? Where does that exist here? Because she talks a lot about false statements. Mm -hmm. False statements are are protected political speech. Yeah. Because if that's the case, if that's the new standard, whoa. Oh, yeah. Biden's doing life. Yeah, which again may not be a real long time, but but nonetheless, yes, he's doing he's he's doing life in prison for for his lies. Hillary will be in jail for the rest of her life if that's the case. And if you look at the whole RICO conspiracy that they're trying to make, Republicans could have made a much better oh, yeah. case. Yeah, that was still bogus. Yeah, yep. for Hillary, right? Still would have been bogus, but they. Based on the Democratic standard, they would have a much stronger case against Hillary because she actually fun- 
that was actually an enterprise that was leading the entire thing and directing it, every movement of that. Yeah. There, there, there were people inside of it directing where the money went, lying about what the money was for, getting the dossier and distributing it so people could see it, selling it to the media, selling it to law enforcement. And it was all a lie to discredit the 2016 election. And you've got a money trail in there that goes from the top all the way to the bottom. Mm -hmm. There is no such money trail at all in any of the indictments here. It's basically the general culture of the people and the Republicans that knew Trump following what he was stating. Our point is there is a much stronger case, and nobody ever thought about prosecuting Hillary for that. Ever. No, I mean, you know, this is, and 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 this is it. It's how can we, and it's not, again, there's no legal standard here. It's how can we bend and shape the law to apply where we just want it to apply. It's like a child's tea party. Well, there's no tea in the cup, but don't you dare tell the child that. You're sitting there and, you know, you just kind of have to go through the motions, which is, by the way, the most annoying thing about having kids. That's all face. (laughs) 866-90-RED-EYE. Yes, some parts of the country reported July average high temperatures in their all-time top 10 list for the month. The USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey also points out. We did see relatively cool conditions for at least the first three weeks of the month across the northern plains and upper Midwest. Translated. When you rank those 129 years, it was actually the 27th coolest July in North Dakota. We saw somewhere in the top 40 for coolest July in four other north central states, including South Dakota, Nebraska, Iowa, and Minnesota. However, precipitation-wise, the nation experienced a mixed bag, resulting in the 45th driest July in 129 years of record-keeping. The real core wet area during July stretched from the central Great Plains eastward through the Ohio Valley and into the northeast. Pretty much everybody around that core wet area had a relatively dry month. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. This report is made possible by Cenex Roadmaster XL Premium Diesel and Sitco Lubricants. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. You know, the uh, interesting thing is, is that the phone call to the Secretary of State does not appear to be one of the counts, which everybody thought was the strongest point of it. You just pointed out that one of the the charges is actually based on the lawsuit that Trump filed in the state of Georgia. Right. And because it was not found that the lawsuit Trump lost and, you know, they said, no, you're wrong on this, you're wrong on this. So you lose that she is prosecuting him yeah. for false statements in an official proceeding. 
Can you imagine if that stuck in the state of Georgia and the federal the federal courts found that if you filed a lawsuit, right, not that you wouldn't be because we've talked about bogus lawsuits that are filed that are handled in the civil court. Sure. That you would have to pay the other people's lawyer fees. Right. Nobody has ever attempted from what, well, maybe they've attempted it. I don't know anybody who's ever been successful in stating if you file a lawsuit and the other side wins, that then the DA can say, well, you lost because what you put here and here wasn't accurate. Therefore, you filed a false statement. Therefore, you're going to jail. Yeah. They filed a document unlawfully, it reads, unlawfully filed a document titled Verified Complaint for Emergency Injunctive and Declar- Declaratory Relief. That's the law. Now, that's, that's in the matter of, and it says it here in the indictment, of Trump v. Kemp. This is a case that went into the U.S. District Court there for the Northern District of Georgia, a court of the U.S., what it's what the claim is, the charge is because what they were claiming in their lawsuit was ultimately deemed to be false through the process. They lied about something. In this case, to the courts, the lawsuits. Well, is it are, a lie or do they say it's simply a false statement? Well, well, There's here's, a difference between well, lying it's, or it, perjury and a false well, statement. Well, they or, they included materially materially false statements, and that would be that's that's what you're talking about, right? You included these statements in your filing, and so when you do that, if you lose, then what's the point of a lawsuit? You make if you if you file a lawsuit. Then you got to bring the whatever charge you're making, whatever claim you're making, it is on you. You have the burden of proof. If it's disproven, then you can be charged with a crime. That's insane. Uniden America Studios. And it's Friday Radio. He is Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Welcome and uh, good morning. Our audio cut of the day comes from uh, Alan Dershowitz. Now, this is before the actual indictments came down, but viewing the indictments that accidentally came down, <laughs> which apparently were the same thing as the indictments that came down. Earlier in the day, and this is uh, Alan Dershowitz, the liberal law professor, loyal Democrat, non-Trump supporter, uh, discussing uh, what he believes is going on here. Here we go. Well, first of all, nobody should take it all seriously. The fact that there was a grand jury indictment, it means nothing. It's the prosecutor who indicted. The best evidence of that is that it was on his website before the grand jury even voted. Now, the whole strategy of all these four cases is to get a conviction before the election, even if they're going to lose on appeal. I used to teach my students, many of them future prosecutors, if you bring a RICO case, that increases your chances of winning a trial and losing on appeal. 
The same thing is true with conspiracy and other cases involving mental states. And so all four of these cases are designed to get quick, quick convictions in jurisdictions that are heavily loaded against Donald Trump. And these prosecutors don't care as much as prosecutors generally do about having the convictions reversed on appeal, because that will happen after the election, which only goes to prove what I've been arguing now for for months. If you're going after the man who's running against your incumbent president, you would darn well better have the strongest case possible. And these are among the four, at least three of them, three weakest cases I've ever seen against any candidate. We don't know about the fourth, but it seems like it's very much like the D.C. case. And if you're going after the man running for president against your person, you have to have the strongest case. Otherwise, it becomes a banana republic. Anybody can prosecute anybody. And we're opening the door to prosecution of Democrats by Republicans, Republicans by Democrats. Is what Alexander Hamilton wrote in The Federalist is the most dangerous threat to democracy. And we're seeing it unfold in front of our eyes very, very tragically. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Trump supporter. But I care deeply about the Constitution. I care deeply about preserving the rule of law. And we're seeing it being frittered away for partisan political purposes. Uh, one of the things, uh, uh, if, <laughs> I wish everybody could have been a fly on our wall tonight inside the studio, uh, because with this thing came down so late that we were reading the indictment and trying to analyze it as the show was going on, mm-hmm. which is always, uh, which is always interesting. And, and you, the, the thing, and I'd said this early on, you know, you keep wondering, okay, uh, I'm reading this so quickly. Is my initial analysis correct? And, and we did put in that disclaimer because you're trying to get through it real quick. But I will tell you, as we sit here over the last five hours looking at this, it's a, a constant, well, I'll, I'll tell you from my side, I'm over here looking at things, and I all I hear is Eric over there going, you've got to be kidding me. And then, boom, and both of us will bring up to each other, look at this this part of the indictment here. There's nothing here. And the last one was Eric about 15 minutes ago. We just went, they're, they're calling the lawsuit in Georgia a false statement. Right. You know, that, that a, a, you know, a knowingly false statement. And when you file a lawsuit, as you did in this particular case, uh, you sit there and say, here's what we believe might have happened. And that's why we want discovery to find out, you know, because we believe this election may have been stolen. Yeah. All right. Now, you may have some people in your campaign saying it was stolen. It was stolen. But the fact is, once you file where it becomes illegal is if somebody takes the stand or you start filing official documents after the charge Mm -hmm. to the judge and you start saying this particular person did that, and if they didn't do it, it was obviously false, the judge is going to be quite angry at you. But most of these things, when they were filed, none of us had any idea whether they were true or not. Well, no, that's the other thing, too. You're right, because what it does is it basically places... Hindsight, the 2020 vision of hindsight into then what was going on at that time and assigning it the same 2020 vision. Right. And you and you can't you can't no. do that. No. 
Because if you're making, so you're making all these claims in your lawsuit, you know, that, okay, this many people weren't eligible to vote and they voted anyway, this many felons voted, this many, there were a number of things that they listed. And are listed in the indictment as false claims. Well, that implies that it's already been proven false. The whole point of the lawsuit is to bring the lawsuit, make the claim. When you bring the charges, the burden of proof is on you. You've got to demonstrate that. If you don't, you're going to fail in court. Remember, one of the things that Republicans pushed for the longest time was in civil lawsuits. If you bring something up, yeah, uh, you bring it. If it's a bogus lawsuit, if it's a nuisance lawsuit, mm-hmm. and there's no merit to it, you have to pay the other person's legal fees. Yep. Democrats never wanted that. Right. What it looks like is happening here is she wants to take, uh, uh lawsuits that if you're on the losing end of it means you filed false statements because you didn't have an argument. Right. And therefore, not that you should pay the other side's legal fees, but you need to be prosecuted criminally. Yes. It's a it's a criminal violation. If you go in making such claims and they're proven to be false. Because you filed these documents. But you didn't know. Or people would say, this is what Every we see. Or, or analysts would say, look at what's going on in this particular building here. We believe it's this. We've got a witness. Well, I want. I don't have time because you've got time limitations at December 14th, you know, time limit to right. figure out, you know, the certification of the, the electors. You had very limited time to actually prove it so you take allegations Mm -hmm. and you go forth with it now if you go to court and in the process of the testimony being given you commit you tell a lie then that's when you charge perjury or knowingly putting out false statements right but basically that would be perjury at at uh, that particular point so it shows you how dangerous it is because so much of what is being charged here so many of the indictments the actual charges is political free speech and it's amazing and i looked at you a little while ago and i said eric this actually may be weaker than the alan bragg indictment and the reason i bring up the bragg is because that's the other basically uh you know a a more on state charges than on than on federal charges, mm-hmm. but it's and, still empty in its merits. And, and I think one of the other shocking things is that you know you talk about you know Turley especially was on the thing that look the thing they got to be using unless they've got something else the thing they've got to be using is the 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 call that Trump made you know where he said uh, you know find the eleven thousand votes or whatever, and mm-hmm. he's been all over that the the past week saying. Look, you know, even if he meant, uh, you know, create those 11,000 votes, commit fraud and do that, uh, you know, know, even if that's what he meant, he didn't say that. Yeah. He said something else. 
and nobody proceeded or tried to create 11,000 votes out of thin air. And he said, obviously, he said, he said, and this is Turley, a Democrat, saying how I read it was he was saying, look, you know, this doesn't need to go to a, a, a runoff. You know, see if the 11,000 votes are out there. You know, if they actually exist is how you, you know, how you look at it. And so when you when you look at this, you know, I I'm I'm amazed that you would file it. I'm not amazed that a Democrat would, because I under, I've seen how Democrats operate the last five years. You know, we've seen what happened with Russia collusion, for example. But if Trump is guilty here then Stacey Abrams is guilty. Hillary oh, yeah. Clinton is guilty. Right. Uh, you know, it, it's... Um, and and they're not. They're not guilty of anything. That's the point. They're not. Well, and, and, and anyone you just, who and, filed a, a lawsuit claiming something that was proven to be false would also be Later guilty. on, right. And as you're going through this process, you hear all these allegations. You go, mm-hmm. here are the allegations mm-hmm. we have. Mm-hmm. We want all of this to go through a court, which means then the court decides what the court's going to do, and that's what they did. But you're going through the court process to find out what the truth actually is. That's why you're doing it. Right. I mean, it... But if you're going to... It really is insane. If you're going to criminalize, criminalize the loser... In a civil lawsuit, because in a civil lawsuit, a civil lawsuit is you owe me money because of this. No, I don't owe you money because of that. Right? Right. right. Somebody is wrong. Right. And if states want to enact, you know, laws that say, look, if it's if we believe it's frivolous in nature, you're going to pay. You're going to pay the other side's uh, attorney fees. And right. That's the remedy. There's, There's your remedy. And if you commit perjury in the actual court process of obtaining evidence to find out, you know, which side is true, that's where the perjury comes in. Right. In that final decision of who is right and who is wrong. And that's the thing. As we've gone through this over the last five hours, we're just shaking our heads going, wow. Well, and that's it. Uh, Count have, 41 is is uh, is perjury uh, on Robert David Cheeley. Uh, and uh, they talked about the um, knowingly, willfully, and unlawfully made at least one of the following false statements before the Fulton County Special Purpose Grand Jury, a judicial proceeding after having been administered a lawful oath. That's different. Like we said, perjury, you can actually see that. that We know where the line is. And that's why we've said, based on the evidence, the perjury charge, if that happened, is a legit charge. Trump is not included in that. No, no, he is not. I think, honestly, I think this was a, uh, it was a grab. You have to bring in the, the whole thing, the enterprise thing, because this needs to be about Trump. Nobody even knows who Robert Cheeley is. I've never heard of him. Exactly. So you find a few things on people associated with him. And then, and by the way, along the way, you get them 
you know, you, the, their their conviction goes through or whatever, or they 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 uh, come to a plea agreement or whatever. I don't know. I don't know how you know this is going to go down. And you do their perp walk, Trump associate Robert Cheeley. Nobody knows. And you you bring in this whole conspiracy thing so that you can make sure that you fold Donald Trump into it. And all you have him on him is his words. Was That's he, it. Was he one of the lawyers? I don't know. I know this was under uh, this was under oath with the uh, the special purpose grand jury. So. It does not say attorney, but I Robert Chile. Yeah, is he a, little, is he little, one of the little known lawyer, a Trump ally? Okay, yeah. So that would be. all right. So there you have it. And I didn't go through all the you know. There's five different statements here that uh, apparently he said he made that uh, were false according to the indictment. But I'd have to go through that and then see where you know where where that line is. Uh, and if that's true, that the, he made those statements and they were false. That would be on him. That's And you're under oath. That's perjury. Right. How do you tie that into a conspiracy? Exactly. Is even up, totally up in the air. Yep. 866-90-RED-EYE. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. It's Friday Radio. He is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. It's going to be an interesting day because I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of uh, uh, attorneys tearing this tearing this apart today. The only thing that has teeth potentially is the Chile perjury charge, from what I've seen right now. Yep. Yeah, I'll have to go and, through some and so other. that's if if that's the case, then this reeks of every approach they've had with Trump. You go after the smallest fish and the thing that you can prove and then bring him into the fold to make it look like it was all his doing and it was this grand conspiracy and everything else. That's about as weak as it gets. Today is going to be an interesting day. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen. <laughs> 